Alright, I'm ready to go. My level's up. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Chopping It Down podcast featuring your dynamic duo, Zion and Dan. How you doing, Zion? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing really good, awesome. actually. Awesome. That's good to hear, bro. A whole bunch of magic cards came out recently. Yeah, I'm a little bit embarrassed of the amount of money I spent recently on that, but it is what it is. Yeah. I've been DoorDash driving. Oh yeah, how's that? Still trying to find it. <laughs> um, it's it's okay. You, there's some yo people don't tip, and I'm so mad. Really? They yeah. they don't have like the um, because on Uber Eats, you have to you have to tip. <laughs> Apparently not on DoorDash. Yeah, so bro. I'm it's about to switch, switch over. I'm about to just do all three. I always tip like five or ten percent. I know, man. It just sucks. Yeah. All right, but enough about us. Enough about us, because we have a very special guest. She has her own podcast. She. She runs it. She does the whole thing. She hasn't been doing it for very long, but you would not be able to tell right. when you listen to her podcast. Right. She sounds super professional. She has on all these amazing guests, and we just wanted to get her on our show and you know talk to another podcaster. We've talked to you know people that are into fitness. We've talked to people that are into astrology right uh and this is the kind of the first time that we're interacting with someone that just has their own shit and just has their own podcast so without further ado why don't you introduce yourself hey hi hello i'm solange <laughs> my podcast is beauty brains and baggage and i also have a website called tips from your good sis and I am a senior at Boston University, so I'm not really an adult yet. I don't have a job. Um, but yeah, the podcast stuff is a lot of fun, and I'm really happy to be here because you guys are sometimes occasionally maybe quite funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank yeah. you so yes, much. We appreciate course. it. Yeah. So, uh, dang, I kind of just want to get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah. Why not? Um, I, I did want to <laughs> first talk about, like, I've been seeing a lot of uh, <clears throat> rise in, in, I would, I, I don't know the terms of these generations, but let's just say millennials. Well, we're, wanting well, to, we're millennials. I'm technically not. Oh, you're a Gen Xer. Hey, sir. hey. Sorry. All right. Thank you. No labels. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um, but I've been seeing a rise recently with millennials wanting to start their own uh, thing, whether it be their own business uh, podcasts, uh, you know, clothing, food, uh, anything, honestly. And, uh, one thing that I see, Oh, I, my level's up for real. <laughs> sorry, All right. Sorry. Um, one thing that I see more often than not is they're just, everyone's kind of second, second guessing themselves and, and, uh, asking themselves whether they should or should they start a podcast you know um should i start a clothing business and i think the most you know vague answer but i think is really effective is just do it so i that's why i wanted to reach out to you because i'm sure you're among those people that was just thinking all right i kind of want to start a podcast you know i like to have conversations i like to talk to people um what 
like what made motivated you and to kind of get into it and, and start everything that's my question um i kind of have been thinking of doing a podcast for a year now but i honestly don't think because i'm 20 years old so i don't think um i was in a place before this to start the podcast because i think i was still like for example when i first thought of the idea i thought of it because there's this other podcast by amanda seals called small doses and my friend recommended it to me because she said that i remind her of amanda seals or vice versa whatever um and it's true amanda seals and i are quite similar i will say but um listening to her podcast kind of made me want to start my own and i also do like i always do radio things so i do a radio show at school called jalapeno peppers and my summer show was called 50 shades of melanin so i was thinking of the podcast for a while but like in august 2019 i was like what six months into my breakup process and i was spiraling and not in a good place to necessarily be starting a podcast um and i didn't think about a name so i didn't want to i don't like doing things you know i i think if you're gonna do something do it right or Mm -hmm. don't do it at all so i wasn't gonna rush in and just make a podcast um because first of all i also didn't have any technical skills at the time like i had no idea how to use adobe premiere i didn't even have adobe programs downloaded on my laptop or whatever and i just was not prepared at the time so then fast forward to quarantine i took a calm design strategy class for school so that's a nice thing about being a college student is i don't have to pay for adobe or any of these things because i get it for free through school um and we can talk about how information is gatekept and how that's terrible that people have to spend a bunch of money for like things but you know um and I actually kind of figured out a bit of how to use Adobe Premiere through school and working with the news station and whatnot. So I was thinking about starting a website and a blog. I've always wanted to start a website since I was like 12. Um, and like, I don't know. So I came up with the name at like three o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. And when I came up with the name, that's when I decided to do the podcast. Cause I just really like the name. And I think the name Beauty Brains and Baggage I was trying to figure out something that would encompass me. And I think that makes a lot of sense because people always throughout my life, they're always like, oh, you're so smart. You're so mm-hmm. intelligent. You're so pretty. Mm-hmm. Perfect combination of beauty and brains. And I was like, yeah, but I'm also a mess. Kind of bitchy sometimes. And definitely a lot to handle. So I think Beauty, Brains and Baggage is a great name. And that's why I started it is when I got the name, I was like, okay, okay, I'll do it. And then my friend did the episode, not the episode, the artwork for the logo and I was like okay bet um and then what actually made me want to do it is I guess um in June or May one of those months I kind of was like dealing with the ramifications of being called an angry black girl or having to deal with that stereotype Mm. so I really wanted to do my first episode on that because like I consistently like second guess myself simply because being a black woman, people are always expecting you to shrink yourself for their comfort. And that's something I have to deal with because I, I ever since I was a kid, I've, I've had a, an opinion on things. I'm not dumb. Like 
I love arguing. And so like, it is one of those things where that stereotype at one point really broke me down. And I was like, I'm not gonna say anything ever again. I'm not gonna write anything ever again. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I was like, you know what? I feel like doing this, I'm gonna do it. And it's really whatever. And I enjoy it. So I don't really care what other people have to say about it. Um, yeah, and I really like it because I get a lot of comments from black women and women in general saying that the podcast makes them feel seen and heard. And I really appreciate that because that's really the point. That's a very long answer. But. <laughs> no, it was, no it was, it's good because that's kind of the opposite <laughs> of, of how I wanted to start it. I, like, you asked me what I was going to do two months before starting the podcast. I would not have said wanting to start a podcast. Uh, but I realized that I love listening to radio. Mm-hmm. I loved listening to other people talk. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Everyday Struggle from Complex. Mm. I was a big fan of that show. And I felt like, like even though that had the production of kind of a, a show, like a TV show, and it was for YouTube, it could have just been a podcast. Like I just listened to it in the background. There was not a lot of visuals that you had to see. And that kind of just inspired me that you can just talk about, you know, anything that yeah. affects you or anything that you want to talk about or have impact on. Mm. And that's what drew me to doing a podcast, because the easiest way to talk about those issues is to just talk about them. talk about them <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and broadcast it. So it's really interesting, you know, that <laughs> once you just got the name. That's, yeah, right. That, I didn't have the name until maybe this. Because remember, I had I came in the studio with a name, and you were like, "Hmm." Wait, me? No, but me. Well, me, you, and Joel. Oh. And like, I was like unsure of it, but then we decided ultimately to go and chopping it down. Oh, okay. Oh, but, right. I remember. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like I liked that initially. So. And, well, and, I, oh, we wanted to change it to. I think it was chopping. Yeah. And then and we changed it like to chop. Chopping. Yeah. Yeah. But I like I like the way I like the way you said start it right mm-hmm. because there are some people that will hear the the entrepreneur mentality of millennials or Gen Xers whatever and they'll just be like just, just go in it and just do it and but they won't have the resources the knowledge or anything like that and then they'll just get stuck right and they're just like oh my gosh why did i start it right and they're doing it for i think some people are doing it for the wrong reasons as well oh yeah which... if, yeah if you're just doing it yeah. for money or fame right you kind of you you do have to love what you do absolutely and even though they say and i always i always don't like when people say oh once you do what you love it's not a job anymore because it is it really is but it's something you love so mm-hmm. but you have to treat it as if it's a job because right. then once you get somewhere and you get higher and you know you eventually build a business, you're gonna have to fire somebody one day. Yes. Like that's just a fact. And you're not gonna love that. Right. So right. Yeah, honestly with the podcast, I will say like I'm very I've had friends who like have messaged me like, Yeah, have me on your podcast and I'm like, This is not in my head I'm just like this is not game. Yeah. I don't have <laughs> If I wanted you on my podcast, I would have asked you to be on my podcast, right. you know, like, and that's not a hit at those people, but it's like, even though I, I have had my friends on my podcast for sure, and I actually am going to do an episode unpacking friendship with my girlfriend. <laughs> yes, very excited. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, it has a purpose and I'm picking those people because I think they would have a really good thing to say. Whereas there are other folks who like, they just, 
I'm just like, I don't know. Stop being presumptuous. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just like yes. if I'm doing a thing and it's not just like this random thing I'm doing. Like I'm I'm trying to say something with my podcast. Like I'm talking about things right. that honestly people ignore, like talking about the lived experience of black women where mm. people don't, especially now where I, <laughs> it's very perplexing to me how people have to educate themselves on someone's humanity. Mm. And I don't think people really understand what it is to live at least in the United States of America as a black woman, because obviously it varies from place to place. Um, which is why I did that episode with my friends talking about being black abroad versus being black at home in Trinidad, because they're all in different countries and race functions differently. But there still is like a shared lived experience within even like the diaspora as well. But I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, I'm not doing this for like, I do do it for funsies because I do ultimately enjoy it. But like now that school has started, I realize how much, how little time I have to actually do everything. Mm-hmm. And it really is like a second job or a third job rather, or a fourth job because I'm getting another job. So it's just like one of those things where you have to. More, more. Yeah, yeah. And even editing and stuff, um, it takes up time, you know, and. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know. I will say I do appreciate my friends who like answer my polls and share my posts. And like, I really, really appreciate the people. And then people I don't know, like followers I have who I absolutely do not know who share my stuff and like it and save mm-hmm. it. Um, it is very helpful and very, it means a lot to me personally. But yeah, it's not something that's random. I think some people want to do podcasts and such because they want clout. And I think I'm quite the opposite. I actually, I want people to, I'm in a space where I want people to listen to the podcast and I do get easily discouraged when I feel like people aren't listening, but then I also don't want people to listen to the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, because I don't actually want to be famous. I don't want to be no, you know what I mean? Like, that's just weird. Could you think of like your podcast being listened to by like a million people? No, no. No, still no. Yeah, that'd be insane. Like, would that be even two thousand people is a lot to me right now. Right. Yeah, especially the, especially just some of the episodes where we just have goofy moments. Yeah, it's like, you know, are we talk? Are we trying to talk to as many people? Yes, but I know it's probably just my friends and uh, you know uh, other hundred people that I don't know. It's like. I'm not. I'm not talking to them. <laughs> right, you know? you're doing it for for you, kind of. Yeah. Um, so, what would you say was the greatest challenge you've had to overcome, if there were any? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest challenge is, I guess, I guess, impot- I get imposter syndrome a lot because or not imposter well kind of that and then also because i feel this way with my blog like sometimes i think things aren't growing when i guess they are Mm. but they're not growing as fast as i would like them to be and then i get annoyed and i'm like and (laughs) it's it can be a lot sometimes right um actually that kind of skips a couple questions because i'm very curious about this to kind of backtrack just a little bit what you said you don't want to really be famous or like be known for this podcast so what's like your end goal like why did you want to do it and who are you doing it for and like where do you see it going in the next you know year or two i know that was a lot or like or or when is the where when is going to be the moment that you're just gonna okay 
I, I, I've said what I needed to say. Like, I'm done. Right. Like, is there ever going to be that moment? Or like... I don't know. I mean, I... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I... um. I started the podcast so I could talk about things that people don't talk about. Okay. Um, meaning like literally talking about unpacking G-spot. orgasms. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, where I talked about my vagina. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and I talked about it because I think it's ridiculous that at least for me, I don't think people, re- people don't understand what it is to be a woman and then feel like your vagina is broken. I know for a lot of young girls, because we don't get education about different things whether it's endometriosis polycystic ovarian syndrome vaginasmus i honestly thought i had vaginasmus because oral sex never worked for me and i was always in pain every time i had oral sex so i never did it um and i i only found out about vaginasmus through buzzfeed too which is terrible Yeah, Yeah, no, I didn't find out about it through school. Because that's the thing is, women, literally, we don't find out things about sex from school. Mm -hmm. It's very stereotypical. We find it out through magazines, through YouTubers, through Mm -hmm. people like me talking about it. And that's why I wanted to do an episode for, you know, the girls, especially Mm -hmm. the young girls who are now coming into their sex (laughs) job. Yeah, no. Well, it wasn't for the, it was for for the people with the vaginas, you know? I mean, the people with penises could listen to. (laughs) You could listen to, to, and that's actually, actually, well, I will say that's the other thing is I have a friend and she has polycystic ovarian syndrome and her boyfriend reads up on everything to do with polycystic ovarian syndrome too. Mm. So like, you know, one thing I didn't know actually was Wow. Some girls, if you have PCOS, you can't exercise like weight, like weightlift and stuff, which is like one of the best ways to lose weight is weightlifting and hit. Mm-hmm. But if you do that, that raises your testosterone levels and it could throw off your hormonal balance. So she like struggles with body dysmorphia, for example, but she cannot do those intense exercises. She has to like walk or do yoga and stuff, which obviously does not yield the same result. Right. It's fast. It's fast. Yeah. But like she'll do things like, for example, there's certain foods that could you know, throw off your hormones, especially because, like, there's so many hormones that food in general. Yeah. And her boyfriend will know, like, he'd be like, babe, like, you shouldn't eat that because, like, it'll throw off, like, you know, like, your PCOS or whatever, like, it'll affect your hormones. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that, you know, men get educated as well, too, about the female body because it's not, especially if you are interested in having sex with said female body, like, mm-hmm. even something like, I saw this very useful graphic, and it was about how a penis can throw off your uh, pH, essentially. Yeah, I've seen that too as well. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. And it, 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 um, it's important because it's like men, oh my God, I, oh, please <laughs> wash your balls before you. Yeah, that's insane to me. Yeah. Like uh, the fact that we had to post that, like, come on. Like, some, yeah. like no, yeah. there are people out there. It's yeah. Insane, yeah. But it's because literally, if you are not a cisgender heterosexual man, it is hard for you to figure out how sex is supposed to work for you. So I actually do want to go on with that sex series and maybe do it for, um, cause I have a bias, I'm a cisgender header as well. But now cisgender, <laughs> sexual woman, uh, might not be headed. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> um, and I, I want to kind of have an episode where we talk about, you know, LGBTQ plus, you know, sex education, things yeah. like that. Cause that's important. Um, and like, I even want to do an episode about the indigenous experience in America, because I think that's not something we talk about. Like, what is it to be on a reservation school? And COVID-19 has been killing 
indigenous people at a high rate than even black people, for example. Mm. Um, and we're the most two most vulnerable populations with that. So I I just want people to to listen and hear from people who are not necessarily of their own lived experience because I think that's important. And I don't get why people don't do that. Like even as a kid, I would read books about Bengali people, about British people, about pirates, about fear. and that's the nice thing about literature. I think is you can become anybody and be anybody and see into someone else's world without leaving your home. Yeah, and I do think podcasting it. and radio is kind of an extension of that because you're listening to someone's story and someone's lived experience. And I think there's so much value in that. And especially coming from an act, I've been studying poli-sci and whatever for the past four years now, I guess, three and a half, whatever. And I do think there's value in lived experience. And I find it so interesting that someone else can say they're an expert on your experience. That's weird. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know why people don't get that. But yeah, like you should listen to the episode about the big O, even if you do not possess a vagina, even if you're not a person with a vagina. Um, it is important to destigmatize these things. So I didn't realize how stigmatized these things still are. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. very interesting when you think about it, how people are not comfortable talking about mm-hmm. sexual health, vaginal health, mm-hmm. mental health. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized that, realize that because when I step outside my bubble, it, it's still like that way. Yeah. But with my friends and stuff, I don't see that. So I forget that it still is something people don't talk about, which is very interesting. Right. Well, yeah. that's why that's why I don't know. I guess why. I made my podcast for the girls, <laughs> for the marginalized folks. Mm. Um, but I don't know where it'll go. I'm, I'm not necessarily trying to make money off of these. <laughs> oh man, I had such a good point, too. <laughs> Did we lose her? Basically, I was saying um, the other thing is I hate being told what to do, right? And like. I hate, like, for example, with the website, and this is something I like about the website, I can write about whatever I want to write about. I don't have to pitch a tent editor. I don't have to justify why I want to do this episode. Mm-hmm. I like that this podcast is all me. I don't have anyone else that's working on it with me. If I want to talk about something, I don't have to justify why I want to talk about mm-hmm. it. I just do it. Uh, and I like that because nice. I... Hey, yo. <laughs> yeah, y'all can't really. <laughs> but no, I um, I just really like that. I li- and of course, there's downfalls with that because if I say something out of pocket or something like that, could be terrible. But I'm also like, who is reading my blog really, and who is listening to my podcast right now? Like, <laughs> so it should be fine. It should be fine. Yeah, the early like, stages are so nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Do you so think you'll I'm ever? Do you think you'll ever right have uh, things to run out? To, like topics. Topics to, to run out. Yeah. Honestly, I was thinking about that today because I realized I should end season two, I guess, and like oh, season one, sorry, in December and start season two in March, I guess, because I should have seasons, LOL. But I mean, yeah, I think right now my podcast topics have been general and I haven't really been talking about pop culture because quite frankly, I don't care about pop culture. That sounds terrible, but like I, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm an old soul. I have no idea, but like the goings on of celebrities and their lives doesn't interest me there's already so many different places to get that yeah honestly the people that probably listen to podcasts are are not looking for content like that there's there's i don't know man joe joe budden's podcast give me he doesn't talk about pop culture though joe budden is also a misogynist no yes he is (laughs) but he but he 
doesn't but he talks about like he's, more hip hop mm, culture though. Exactly. But he's still like talks about like talks what happened about, with like events, yeah. Right, like what happened with so and so and like all right. I don't it's care. gossip for it, sure. Exactly. And gossip sells. Yeah. It's definitely it, I yeah, it's definitely there's definitely more outlets for that. And I don't I could care less. Right. I about agree. talking about stuff like that. I'd rather talk about if anything, if there's anything I want to focus on, it's business because that's what yes. I went to school for. Right. So I, I can talk about that forever. Yeah. So. And this and this is what you're doing, Solange, is a business. I, and you obviously know that. Um, which is why I asked you like where you see it going in the yeah i don't know i guess it's because i'm in a space because i'm a senior in college and i know what i'm i don't know what i'm doing um i i don't know i literally have no idea what i'm doing so i've been kind of stuck in the present right now and i haven't been thinking of realistically where this is going to go that sounds that sounds weird but i and also okay this is the other thing no the other thing is that i have been like I've been growing, you know. I've been realizing like things that? about myself. Well, no. Well, these are those are those are years to grow. Like even now, at 23 years old, this year has been a wild ride in terms of growth for myself. You know, and from the the yeah. amount of time you change from, let's say, uh, let's say one to 20, like the amount of things that have changed within you 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 can change that much between 10 and sorry between 10 and 20 and 30 <laughs> do you know I, what i mean I, yeah like, i agree so you still have a, a long way to go no and i know cliche is, i just think that right now uh, and that's the exhausting part about this year is i think this year i've grown more than i've ever grown in my entire life like every day i'm consistently realizing things about myself and right. my behaviors where I don't people don't get it's exhausting to grow like it is it is I am in a constant state of like for example I can I'm at the place where I'm like trying to nip in the bud my behaviors like for example codependent behaviors or abandonment issues or whatever I have no idea how I got either of those things but I do have them to some degree and it's like I'll do something for example like the way I've been treating my friends this past month has been interesting to me because I realized like I have no idea how to be a friend hmm. or at least be a friend in an adult sense. Have you talked to them about it or is there something you just kind of you know? I think I just tell people I'm a Do we listen again? Time stamp <laughs> Time 30 minutes. What? All right, the last word she said was, I think I'm a... All right, so while we wait for our guest, this podcast has been brought to you by... Do y'all not realize oh. when it stops working? Yes. <laughs> no, we do. <laughs> Did you think we were just... Because I literally, I saw it stop and I was like, are they not going to... And then you texted me everything, asking me if everything was fine, but I didn't leave. It just like... Stop. Uh, oh. Oh God. No. Could we? No. We noticed. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you were literally in the middle of talking and it just stopped. And then. Yeah, I left. was. Okay, I'm gonna read. What was I saying? See, that's what we were talking about. No, what were you, you said you had just finished saying that you you didn't know how to be a good friend as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I said, I is that something that you talked to them about, or is that something you created? in your head LMA are you asking if I'm a basket case anyways wow <laughs> that's not what I was no, asking no 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 I no because objectively 
As a friend in college, okay, I I will say throughout my collegiate experience, first of all, freshman year, first semester, I was depressed, didn't meet any black folk, didn't know where they were, was very annoyed, and honestly, being around, uh, being around liberal people from the Northeast, I like that, radicalized me. And I was just so angry and irritated at folks and I was depressed. And honestly, I didn't have the level of emotional intelligence I have now mm-hmm. because I never dealt with my emotions when I was like 17, 18. Mm-hmm. So then spring semester, I had a boyfriend and I met a lot of black folk because of him and all that, but it was a terrible relationship. And I just wasn't good at friends until junior year, like last fall is where I really made friends who I really enjoyed. Is that where but you met I- Josh? Or was that this year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I met Josh junior year fall too. Yeah, nice. I think anything. Um, yeah, I also have a really bad memory, but also, so what happens is I usually book myself to the point where I'm like too. busy from nine a.m. to yeah. like nine or ten p.m. So then I have stuff to do and I don't see friends. I don't see people. People will ask me to hang out. I'm like, I don't want to hang out. I just want to be alone. And I do that consistently. And this semester I've kind of done that, but I, and also because it's coronavirus, like I'm not trying to go out every day. Like that makes no sense. That makes no sense. Um, so I just, I'm trying to figure out how to connect with people without wanting to dissociate completely. Because I don't know, my social battery is so weird. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I've been having that issue lately myself, to be honest. Really? Yeah. How? Yeah. How to connect with people without... Oh, oh, that issue. Yes. Yes, yeah, I agree. absolutely. <laughs> I thought you were referring I think to... Uh, COVID so. has definitely tested a lot of friendships this year. I, friendships? I like, well, or, well, like connections, hanging out with people. Yeah. Definitely has tested. Because you're either A... Going out and and doing everything as normal, or you're not trying to do that. Right. Whether oh, yeah. it be and then for people in the groups that agree and disagree about you know whether you should be going out or whether you should be staying. But in. it's not even that either. I think for me, coming from Trinidad, American people have such a strange view of friendship, um, so and they think that yeah, to explain. be. Yeah, I think to be a friend here. They think you have to know everything about each other. You have to spend time together all the time. You have to like, I don't know, kind of like this Hannah Montana, Disney sort of view of friendship. Mm. Where like, for me, I guess I am the way I am because I did move when I was 13 and I still talk to my friends from secondary school. And the friends who I'm gonna have on that friendship episode are my friends from when I was literally five years old in primary school. Mm. So, and we don't talk all the time. We talk like, you know, every mo- three months, maybe like, especially when they were doing their A levels and O levels, like when they were in form five and form six, I was like, I get it. Y'all can't talk to me. And quite frankly, y'all need to study, go to lessons, do your thing. Like it's okay. We'll talk when you're done. And so I'm just very much so that type of friend where I don't feel the need to talk to people all the time because I, I don't think that's necessary. And so it was just trying to find friendships of, because you see people need to, like for example, I have a friend who's like a Cuban Republican. And- You say a Cuban Republican? Like, okay. Is that- Cuban Republican, yes. Okay. 
just want to make sure I heard that right. Yes. Yeah, that's a thing in Florida, especially. Um, but, and like, I'm not really a Republican. I'm more liberal, social progressive. Um, and so, but we're friends because, well, one thing, he's a Republican because of economic things, mm-hmm, not because right. of like human rights. Yeah. And for the other thing, like we are, we're very similar. And especially when we met in high school, like I was literally a cunt in high school. Like I was a bitch. And especially my junior year, like 16 year old me was just like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, man. I kind of miss her. Oh. I applaud her. And sometimes I want to be her again, but mm-hmm. like, no cares. In maybe the world. I'm seeing her through rose colored glasses, but like still, I, but the point is we're friends because we have that friendship of like values. Like, and that's the thing that happened to me junior years. I met friends who really speak to my spirit and make me feel comfortable with them. Like I could cuddle with my friends and I love cuddling with my friends and I feel Aww. intimacy with my friends and our yeah. connection. So I, I definitely, I know a lot of people and I'm the type of person where I do know a lot of people, but the people who I actually care to spend my time with is greatly limited. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I feel the same. Like everything you just said, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God. I'm not the only one that feels like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, of... I just don't get those people who, because realistically, and this, I guess I think like this too, because my grandmother told me when I was like seven, she was like, Sudi, you're not going to have a bunch of friends at the end of your life. When you're like my age, you're going to have one or two or three friends who you talk to. But friends come and go, like everybody's here for a season. Maybe not even a reason. Like you might have one friend who you go out and you line with and you go to a fet with them and that's fine. And you have an ex-friend who maybe you study through calculus together and then y'all don't talk again. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So it's just like letting things come and go and letting life be the way it needs to be. And that's one thing I have to work on because I always feel the need to control things outside, like just outside of friendship, but like in general, I want to control things and I want to know how things are happening. And I guess that's what I'm struggling with right now is comparing myself, like just, and also I don't know if this is the same for y'all, but like senior year of high school and senior year of college is two different senior years. Right. Because in high school, like (laughs) for the most part, even though it's unknown, like, oh my God, you're giving him an eye. Oh my goodness. What? (laughs) No, you were looking at him like you were giving him a little side eye. Oh, there, and yeah. I found that funny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but no, because like senior year of high school, like everybody is going to go to, well, not everybody's going to go to college, but for the most part, like people, at least in my high school, everybody was going to go to college. Like at least in the people in my classes, like we were all on the same wavelength, like we were applying to college and it was just a matter of like knowing where you were going to go. Right. Whereas now this is, I feel so now, like I have no plan now. I'm just graduating in May and I'm hoping to not be unemployed and I'm hoping I won't have to live with my parents and I'm going to try to make sure I don't have to do that. But it's like, what am I actually going to do? I don't know. Right. Um, yeah. Senior, senior year in high school, college is, you know, you might not go to the college that you want to, but if you're like me who, you know, only cares to go to a community college or is applying yeah. to a lot of schools, you're bound to get accepted into one. So there's more hope for the future rather than yeah. coming out of graduation and looking for a job that is not guaranteed at all. They, exactly. Some jobs don't care about your degree. You know, some jobs might even think you're overqualified for, for a certain thing. So it's yeah. like, it's so hard. It's, it's tough. Trust me. It is. And it's, it's confusing. It's so confusing. So, I mean, 
I'm just in a space like this month I needed to focus on figuring out like how to deal with myself for the rest of winter like getting into a routine which I haven't done yet I need to do but it's just been so overwhelming that's why I haven't really been like you know but I guess maybe in December when I don't have to think about reading a book for class like I have to do later tonight is read a book for class mm-hmm. um but several books whatever <laughs> maybe after this semester when I go home um and I can sit down and watch a stupid movie on my TV I like think about where I'm going with this podcast that's why I think I'm leaving everything till December because literally the things I have to do now mm-hmm. are just it's too much <laughs> it is too much um so yeah it's just really weird but you're right i guess the podcast is kind of a business it is something i take seriously it's something i want to do well and i also did take a social media break for like 2 weeks from my podcast and my website and my social media which was weird for me to do but like i needed to do it cuz i just needed that second to figure it out um but yeah i don't know it's weird yeah i like i have a big authority complex like i i don't know what it is about just handling authority or authority handling me i just can't deal with so having this podcast just kind of gives me an out to be like this is something i'm making this is my own shit you know no one can police it and 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 that's just what this does for me so it's interesting no, to yeah, see no yeah i relate to that a lot i hate people telling me what to do facts i it, so i'm i'm glad that I, i just like talking to other people that also do their own stuff because mm-hmm. I, the thing about going to to college is that people come out of there especially in business school you know people come out of college going to another job and you're taught about leadership skills how to mm-hmm. how to sell yourself only to work for somebody else and i think that's just hard for me personally to to deal with I I I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's But honestly, to... I I I hear you on that. But I guess the nice thing at least about business and a business degree is like I think about one of there's a BU alum who made Talenti. Like Oh, okay. So I I like that. I like that you know, people leave college and they start their own businesses like whether that's growing their own weed and making, you know, special treats at their bakery in Colorado <laughs> or like right. making their multi-million dollar ice cream brand. So I love Talenti. So when I heard that I was like, damn, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so I I think there's flexibility to at least in business and these types of things because even podcast consulting, I didn't realize that was a thing like I could be a podcast consultant, you can be a podcast consultant and help other people make their podcasts. Yeah. Like I've been asked to before. <laughs> yeah, no, same. So it's like it's consulting is such a strange thing because it's so vague, but you can make so much money being a consultant. Yeah. But I, I just think there are just so many avenues, especially as it relates to social media, and that's why it's Don thing like even influencers, the fact that influencers can get paid $3,000 for a post. Ridiculous. It's so advertising is the uh... it's going to rule us all one day. Yeah. It already has pretty yeah. much. It's just going to continue to grow and grow as social media platforms develop algorithms. And I honestly and hate social us. media. I you know what? I used to be all about it. it especially coming out of high school and in high school, I used to be on Twitter 
all the freaking time. My Instagram, I had a post every day. I used to do OOTDs. I used to do it all. Oh my God, ew. Like, right? And, I, and, and now, this past year and last year, I've maybe posted on IG four times total. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of more active on Twitter now, but I, I post this podcast, a couple of jokes. Right. Maybe jokes. some retweets. More like some trash. More like some... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some retweets, you know, Black Lives Matter things, you know, social topics that we talk about on the podcast and just further emphasizing on those. And then that's it. Like, I, I'm tired. I, I don't really like all the ads and just feeding me constant it's, like it's garbage. It's, it's yeah, right. It's whatever. Food. It's not sustenance. <laughs> the content on social media is really what's kind of, I feel like, ruining everyone because everyone posts like this perfect uh depiction of of what their life is quote unquote when it's really well, well you just actually, don't know what i'm gonna are. i'm gonna push back on that i'm gonna say oh, i'm such a bitch i literally people can post whatever but there's some people who just post shitty things like their instagram is not good quality and i'm not interested in it and i mute That's, them yeah, i mute right. half That's what the I'm people i to. follow I, I mute their posts. Like, there are some people, like, honestly, I appreciate my bougie friends who, like, post things at their rooftop bars and, like, you know, yeah. there's just one girl I follow who she always has amazing outfits and I appreciate that. Like, I like good content. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really care about it too much, but if I go through stories, because I mainly only use Instagram for stories now and I post things on my story and that's really about it, but Same. even then... Mm -hmm. And well, I guess now since I'm changing my account to an aesthetics account, I've been posting every day. But um, mm -hmm. I like that because I'm not posting pictures of me. I'm posting pictures I like in general. Mm -hmm. And I've hoarded like hundreds of pictures across the past so you like, got content years. for days. I do. It's <laughs> really bad. But like, it's one of those things where I just don't care. Like, I don't care if you're going out to brunch. I don't care what sorority you join. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really don't care. Right. I literally do not give a single. I just, I cannot stress that enough. The only thing I might care about is if I find you sexually, like, appealing. Sure. That's about it. And even then, I don't care. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, even if I find someone attractive, it's like, I don't get how people can just be having a good time and just whip out their phones and start recording things. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me. Yeah. I can't. Like, I sometimes, can't do it. I honestly be trying sometimes. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, I don't even know what to record or whatever. Like, you know, you know, know my stance on people pulling out phones at the dinner table. Yeah. I, oh, God. Right. Well, okay. I will say, my friends who do do that, we have like a designated time. We get there, we take the pictures, and then it's gone. That's like, fine. at least. That is amazing. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. But because just, I, I will say I have some friends who take really good pics. I, I will say and like I appreciate them for that because I suck at taking pictures of myself, which I yeah need I to get better at. I can take good pictures. Of. That's so fair. Um, I take selfies yeah, because of like <laughs> skincare progress, but like oh my god, don't be rude. <laughs> no, he he's like that. No, I'm used to it. But no, I, I started taking pictures because of skincare pro. That's the other thing. Okay, this is really weird, but I my acne was terrible in May. Um, absolutely disgusting. That's why I was okay with being in the house for quarantine because I literally didn't want people to see me. Like I hate being caught slipping, and I felt like I was slipping to the highest degree, and I couldn't do anything about it. And so my acne was really terrible, and I recently posted a pic on my story because I 
did a skincare review and whatnot and talked about my skincare journey etc which i think people would want me to keep talking about because they keep asking me questions about it but um my friend came in my dms and he was like you are so inspiring because you post pictures even when you have pimples even when you like you know you don't filter things or whatever mm. so I, I like using social media for that because i don't care necessarily about posting things where i look perfect mm. because that's stupid like i'm not sweetie i don't have her ass i wish i had her ass i don't have her ass you know like i have acne i still have acne i have eye bags really bad eye bags right now. Yeah. but you know i i think it's something to be said about being authentic and that's the thing is social right. media Filters. doesn't make people feel like they could be authentic that's what i was referring to earlier when i said yeah like most people there there are people that specifically post um a, literally a depiction of a perfect life on purpose meaning like oh um you know like it's just a a, a page of just maybe someone going on vacation maybe someone with a lot of money posing mm. with a lot of flashy things and that yeah. i think is what's ruining the lives because people see that and they're like well, the oh people that are doing that aren't aren't technically the problem because if that's their life that's their no, life no that's know? not what i'm referring to i'm talking like like well, actual pages not people but like pages that post these flashy things and that makes young people like us think oh like this person has or whatever this person has their life together at age so-and-so like when am, when is this going to happen to me like everyone wants a fast, uh, fast results, but no one wants to put the work in for that. If that makes sense, and I think that's where social media. I, I I hear you on that, but I also think social media. The thing about it that annoys me is, it feels like everybody is copying everyone. Right. Sure. Yeah. So There's, it's very hard to be original. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, like it's hard. Well, it, you know, it gets, it does we're get not going to have an original thought, but it, it's yeah. just like for me, for example, with Black Lives Matter is a perfect example. Yo. Um, I don't get why everything has to be a hot take or a meme, bro. Yo, people are making it a meme, like the Black Lives well, Matter movement and the hashtag and the whole Breonna but Taylor yeah, thing. That too. I just think social media deludes people into thinking they're doing something, right? And they're and not. Yeah, and it, and it, it's and it, you I know what know. I, I thought about it one day and I'm just like, all right, if if you're posting a meme, and of this movement, and that gets people to start thinking rationally or just, you know, that gets the brain going, sure I guess, but the vast majority of people already, you know, know what's going on, and some people need to be educated by it, but not in the way, not in the form of a meme. <laughs> That's that's my opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, even the social media graphics, um, like the informational ones, I don't think people real. They're not as revolutionary as people think they are. Mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense, like. Yeah. For me, I'm at the point where I think you need to do the things that you're talking about mm -hmm. like you need to and i think especially as it relates to black lives matter and just institutional changes in general like the way you get to be a better person and actually help the world is by making sure that in your own way and in your community you are always supporting and uplifting marginalized people in general 
So for me, in college, I do a lot of work with like diversity and inclusion initiatives. Like I was vice president of a club on campus called Sisters United. And that's a club that works to empower women of color on campus and especially black women. Mm -hmm. And I am in the admission student diversity board. And I do that because even though we don't get a lot of black and brown students touring BU, I want the black and brown students who do tour BU to one, get an accurate depiction of what Boston University actually is, and two, know that they are just as qualified to apply to Boston University as any other kid. And you know, that's the thing, is poor kids consistently underapply to schools because they think they're not qualified. And it's like, no, that's not true. Um, so I think, exactly, exactly. And that's actually what kept me from applying to law school. But then my mentor was like, you know, you just need to get a good LSAT score and keep your GPA up. And I'm sure you're gonna get a scholarship, so you should do that. But like, you need someone who's there to motivate you, to help you, to at least give you that knowledge. And it's, I, I think whatever I do and wherever I go, I always make sure to keep in mind the person, like whose voice are we not listening to and why are they not in the room? Like if I'm talking about colorism, I'm not gonna get my light-skinned friends together and talk about colorism. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get my dark-skinned friends together right. and I'm gonna talk about colorism. Exactly. Like, you know, it, it's important to, or if you're, and this is something I want people, because I'm very much interested in screenwriting and I want to hopefully when school comes down, actually get into writing something because I have ideas, but I haven't sat down to do them. I want screenwriters to think of like, how do I make my cast more diverse? How do uh, I cast, uh, like I want people to cast dark skinned women as leads. I want them to give them good hairstyles as well. Good lighting, proper makeup. Hello. Yeah. Um, I want people to think of the, like who are we leaving out here why am I talking? Am I the one that should be talking is important. Like I even had a friend, he's a finance major. And I remember the way we even became friends was he asked me, he asked a question at this like event thing we were at. And he was like, how do I as a finance major make sure that I'm not like stepping over the voices of marginalized people in my workplace? And that is so important because it feels like finance and feels like medicine, law, whatever. And especially business, I will say especially business, it is so important for white men to step up and to make sure their workplace is not sexist. And especially we're seeing this in tech startups too, for example, like the bro sort of, the tech bro sort of mentality. And I feel so bad for my friends, my girlfriends who are engineering majors because they literally get left out of the conversations in class. People take their ideas and repeat it as their own and get credit for it. Like, why are you doing that? Stop it. You know, yeah. um, so just you could be about it. You don't have to be a, a Sada Shakur or, you know, Angela Davis. Right. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I don't think the next Angela Davis is going to come from an elite PWI or even an elite HBCU. It's going to come from the community, of mm -hmm. course. Hello. Um, but I think we can all be better in our own sectors of society at making sure that we're advocating and supporting and making society more equitable. Because that's really the goal is to make sure everybody, you know, mm. is thriving. But like, you know, capitalism and white supremacy doesn't want that. But that's right. besides, but, but, but I'm going to get into that. <laughs> but, you know. Mm -hmm. So, all right. That was a good uh, segment. That was long. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I have a question. I think, I think this might be my last question. But who are your influencers? Like who influences you to do what you do? Your podcast, your blog. Yeah, like who do you look up blog, to? Blog, blog. 
yeah. the black woman in my life. Like mm-hmm. I could, I don't know what it is, but is it like the best or... thing about, yes, yes. The best thing about BU has been, especially in the black community, like the black woman in the black community are like, they're exceptional in literally every single way. And I know they're going to do such big things. And they're part of the reason why the community is even held together because they're the ones doing the diversity conferences. They're the ones on the e-boards. They're the ones, you know, doing the mentorship, like not to put black men on the, you know, but you know, the black women at BU are just absolutely phenomenal. And to shout out a couple of people who I love. I have a friend named Bejana Brenville. She started BU United. It was a diversity conference at BU. And it was, you know, to get conversation across the larger Boston collegiate community. And she did that stuff with absolutely no support from BU. She did the whole thing, hustled on her own to get a conference that was 300 and something or 400 people together, whatever. And, you know, I have friends like Hoden Hashi. She's actually going to be in my episode about mental health. She is a part of Black Boston 2020 and they organized the Black Lives Matter Boston protest and they're organizing more protests this weekend. Um, I have friends like Arshel Telemach. <laughs> Literally, Arshel is the funniest person. Um, she is the smartest person. One of, there's an amazing energy, and I know, quite frankly, she has to be on TV at some point in her life. I don't know, but she is so dope. Um, so th- that's just a few people. Like There are so many people I could shout out and some people who inspire me. But I guess I've never been a person to be swayed by celebrities. Um, <laughs> ever since I was a kid, but if I had to shout out, you know, a celebrity or whatever, like Dr. Maya Angelou, since I was seven, my gra- and my grandmother, but like my grandmother is the person who got me into reading and literature, and she would always read to me. And that's why I love reading now, probably. Or I would always, I always would have liked reading, but I, I read a lot because of my grandmother. And when I was seven, she read, um, I know why the cage bird sings to me. And Dr. Maya Angelou is a, like, I want to be a poet like her. And I am a poet and I dabble in poetry, but I want my poetry to be like hers. I don't know. I think she's so dope. Um, and may she rest in peace. And she probably is. But yeah, people like that inspire me. I, I don't know. There's so many other people I can name, actually. But yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I like people who are authentic and walk the walk, do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, you know, I, I, I am inspired by people who do their own thing. Like we even think of like Beyonce, for example, say what you want about Beyonce, but at the end of the day, Beyonce not working for nobody, but Beyonce (laughs) and she did her thing. And she is a great example of what could happen if you compete with nobody else, but yourself, Beyonce doesn't think of topping anybody else. But Beyonce, and she does it. Right, she tops Beyonce. Consistently, she does it. I know. Who is doing it? Like Beyonce, I don't know. Um, So yeah, there are so many women. Honestly, I actually really want to be Zadie Smith. I say that as I look at her book right there that I have to read. But Zadie Smith is a really great writer. She's one of the best contemporary authors of our time, and she is, you know, her story, like her autobiographical story, is very similar to mine. And I think she's so beautiful, an amazing writer. I'm not worthy, and I would like to be like her. But <laughs> yeah, those are a couple people. Yeah, that kind of that kind of segues into my question. If there was someone that you wanted to, like, you can get anybody you wanted on your podcast, who would it be? 
Mm. You just grab them, you ask to DM them, and they'll say yes. Honestly, I really want Shan Booty on my podcast. I love Shan Boudram. That's another person I love, Shan Boudram. Um, mm-hmm. She is so dope. She's a sexologist. She also gets points from me from being, you know, for being Caribbean. Even though she's Guyanese and Trinidad and Guyana have beef, but we're not going to go into that. Um, she's great. I absolutely love her. I'm very similar to her. And I want her on my podcast. I've tweeted that I wanted her on my podcast, actually. So I will say her. But there's so many people I would want on my podcast. But Yeah, same. <laughs> there's, right. so, there's a lot of interesting <laughs> people in the world. Yeah, and absolutely. It's, and it's so hard to interview everyone. You yeah. know, you want as many perspectives as you can. Right. But, exactly. And the, the yeah. you have are your own. And if you're doing it with anybody and the guest, and unless you have another uh, guest on like every single time, you know, it's very hard to just to get those perspectives. Mm. It, yeah, it, it kinda... honestly, I use my podcast as an excuse to talk to interesting people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's why I hit you up. Understand <laughs> where, where people are coming from Thank you. And, and learn more about places like like Boston. I've been to Boston, geez, a, a lot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for different things. But I never wondered how BU was because mm-hmm. I just, I never even thought about applying there or anything like that. Yeah. So it's interesting to it's see right. <laughs> what goes on there and, and, you know, different experiences for the black woman or, or black male even. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what those diff- what those experiences like, because I know Boston, it's, <laughs> You know, Northeast, mm-hmm. it's gonna be, you know, mo- most likely white people on campus and it, it might sway people away, especially with financial stuff. You know, right. The whole college financial system is just busted. Yeah. I wish it would just go away, <laughs> but. Uh, I was hoping, especially during this dumb, stupid ass pandemic, but well, they still, they reach it, bro. Oh, what, with price? Yeah, yeah. Like when they first came back, they, they were still charging like, you know, almost full tuition just for online classes oh yeah i mean they're gonna they're gonna do that that's what i mean colleges are right (laughs) college is gonna college or university (laughs) but you know it's nice to get uh an outside view of what it's like because obviously i'm hispanic so Mm -hmm. i don't know like i i I can experience what you guys go through Mm -hmm. so it's it's nice hearing that from other people and, and hearing what that experience is like and you know empathizing with it yeah well uh, i I think that's okay just to oh my god oh you're like breaking up and i don't know if i'm breaking up for you you're not no you you sound fine can you no Ooh. wait oh (laughs) now you're breaking up (laughs) (laughs) now you're breaking Ah. up yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys froze for me for quite a while, and I was like, I don't oh. know if they know that. Oh, no, oh, we yeah, didn't no. know that. Okay, so now we know what it feels like. <laughs> hey. Wait, okay, wait. Um, Can you, are we good, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is this, does it sound choppy? Oh, we it's okay, it. it's fine now. I just don't know if it'll get choppy again, but it was, and I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, no, you sound good now. We're not called chopping it down for no reason. <laughs> Oh my god! And then he comes at why? Then you come at me. That was good though. That was good. She said we sound choppy. We're called chopping it down. We're it was cho- not good. Oh. It was very, how, very how can you, not how can you good. Go to sleep at night, bro. That was good. Y'all are bugging. Y'all don't know what oh true humor is. But the thing is, I thought about Anyways, that. I thought look, that. 
I you thought it? Okay. Yes, then. but I didn't say it because it's bad. <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna good. get at me if I Do did. You, hey, Solange. Honestly, okay, I I know if my my mother's probably not gonna listen to this, but I will say for your last question, I feel bad. I think the women in my family also do inspire me to a large degree, and especially my mother. Mm-hmm. I, I, and that's a I very stereotypical right. answer. Yeah. Which yeah, I kind of include I kind of mm-hmm. included them already, just because family they they impact. Oh, you're chopping up again. I'm sorry. No, that's you're all right. Like breaking up again. <laughs> family impact your life in many ways, and you can you can just tell when someone has a, a good family behind them, and they, by the way they carry themselves, or you know, even even the way they they. Okay, yeah, you're stuck again. I think this is me. This has to be me. I don't know why. Yeah, you sound, you sound fine. fine on her. It has to be me. Do <laughs> we sound good now? I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. But no, I will say, my mom just like, she's just a very, she acts like she's all tough and doesn't have like emotions, but mm. she is the gooeyest person on the inside, <laughs> and she's the type of person that will like see something on Amazon and buy it for her mom or like send me stuff or like you know like oh, okay. she's constantly thinking yeah. of yeah she's constantly thinking of everybody else but herself and i wish mm. she thought about herself a little more wow. um, i love and that same thing. honestly i even though we butt heads a lot and she'll always say that oh my god she's always like oh you i can tell you the sky is blue and you'll tell me it's purple whatever um <laughs> We, I admire the way she loves people and she very much does give unconditional love. And I know that, and that's why I guess I have freedom in doing the things I do because right. she always told me when I was a kid that whatever I do, just be the best at it and try right. my best. If I wanted to be a bum, I could be the best bum in the world mm. just to do what made me happy. Sounds very um, supportive. I, yeah, my mom's the same way. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, a large reason why we even moved to this country or why my dad stuck it out this long is because my mom, she's like a fire under everybody's asses, essentially. Uh, Like, she just makes sure you get it done type of thing. Um, And she's very, very strong. Very, very strong. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, yeah, Yeah. there's many more things I could say about my mom, but I'm not going to talk about her business because I know she don't want me talking about her business, but... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely my mother and my grandmother and my aunts. I'm kind of like a mix of my grandmother and my mother and my aunts, if I had to say that. I really am. But yeah. Yeah. So do you have any questions for us? Do I have any questions for you? This is my interview, not yours. I was about to, I was about to ask her a question. What drew you to Boston University? What, what drew me to be you? You're like, what drew her to be you? What? Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't. Why, Why be you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've answered this question so much because I am a tour guide. <laughs> but, oh, that's so um, funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I really, I will say I'm glad I went to BU because I think, like the second I came to BU, because I did do a college tour, I toured Harvard, Northeastern, and BU. And the second I came to BU, it was like something clicked and I just really, really wanted to be here. Mm. And I think that was the universe telling me I have to be here. And I think, you know, the hardest part about BU hasn't been school. School has been fine. Like my classes have always been good. I, I like what I'm learning and I like my majors. The hardest part about BU has been socializing and networking and doing that stuff like you do outside of class. And I think BU really like broke me down. <laughs> like BU, 
made me, I don't know, become a better person. And you introduced me to so many people outside of my own experience, even being a Caribbean immigrant, being a woman, um, being a biracial woman, a black woman, whatever. Um, I have friends, honestly, my wedding invitations are going to be so interesting. They'll have to be emailed because I'm not sending emails to Ghana and <laughs> Malaysia. But, you know, I, I, I think that's what drew me to BU is one, just on a practical side, it has the best communication school for a lot of reasons, or one of the best. And I knew I could do a dual degree, so I do a dual degree here. Um, I wanted to get away from my parents, didn't want to drive, hate driving. Um, I could take the tea. And then also, um, I knew I would be in a place that was at least internationally diverse. And honestly, I will say, I don't know if I, I also didn't know about HBCUs in high school. I don't know why. I guess maybe it was because I was around white people and they were not going to be like, oh, I'm applying to Howard. I'm applying to, you know, (laughs) like they just weren't doing that. So I didn't even think about that. And I feel like even if I had to do it again, I still would choose BU because I think I needed to come here. Like it's just something different about, especially going to school in Boston, because Boston is such a, it has such intellectual capital. Like the fact that you could just have friends from Harvard and Northeastern and MIT and Tufts. And like, that's just like normal. Yeah, it's interesting. The, two of the smartest people I know, I, they were my counselors for my camp this summer and they go to Northeastern and they know everything. They're super smart and they're like 18. Mm. Like they, oh, wow. like they yeah. just got out of their freshman year mm-hmm. and they're like telling me stuff and, I'm like, how do you know this? Like, you're right. just you're just on a different intellectual level than me. So that whole kind of area, I feel like, just like you said, has a more intellectual, yeah. you know, capital and an offering for for anyone that goes there. I feel smarter yeah. whenever I go there. <laughs> well, no, I think be, and that's the thing is, I I don't think I'm that smart. I think I'm like okay, and I, I it's because I'm around people who are constantly like doing cool things like my friends intern for NBC and they work at Target and I have friends who are software engineers at Google like people do things like that and it's yeah, so all black people <laughs> black people mm-hmm. Woo. Um, but you know it's like wow y'all are like doing things yeah. you know and then it makes me feel like I'm not doing anything I'm like damn I need to get together but um, it's good yeah, it's really good to be around that energy mm-hmm. And I love my friends. I'm so happy I met them. And I, I, I'm excited to see what it'll be like when we're 27, if we'll even talk, if we'll go to Essence Fest together. I really want to go to Essence Fest. <laughs> so random. But yeah, so I'm glad I chose BU. Definitely Boston, I'm kind of over it. And I do want to leave. But it did make me very independent. It made me who I am, at least right now. It was very important for that. And yeah, I'm kind of sad to go being a senior mm. is weird but do you plan on moving time. back to to florida no okay <laughs> where do you plan on going i don't know i actually okay i'm applying for a fulbright scholarship to malta and so ideally knock on wood i'd be in malta but if i don't end up going to malta i don't know <laughs> I'll yeah. see. I want to go to Toronto or maybe Atlanta. If I do live in Florida, I kind of want to live in Miami, not like the suburb where I'm from. I want to live like somewhere else. Um, so. I want to go to California because I do want to go to Stanford Law School, so I will end up in California. Um, but yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's always cool talking. I, my social experience in college was 
almost non-existent. Like I don't. Really? Yeah. Oh. Where I, did you go to college? I went to Central, which is right in mm. basically in the heart of Connecticut, pretty much. Yeah, that makes sense. And I didn't. I don't know. You you would think you know being a business major and networking would be so easy, but God, people here are just different. <laughs> Everyone here just That's lacks so communication and the willingness to just do things. Mm-hmm. It's so I, I it's just really it's hard to connect yeah. with those people. Well, I will say the business students at BU are like kind of cutthroat, so <laughs> different. <laughs> business varies depending on where you go, so it, it really it depends. Yeah, I will oh, say yeah. the minority business students are different. So yeah, I yeah, yeah I have had. A lot of different experiences, especially going to a community college where everyone, you know, community college is kind of where just like the high school people that you knew just kind of end up. Mm-hmm. So I always had friends. Well, I don't, I don't knock community college because it's very affordable. Oh, and like it I, makes I sense. have zero debt. So, <laughs> and I could, I yeah. chalk it up to two years at community college and, you know, three years at a state school, which is not expensive at all. So thank, thankfully I have that at least mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i might not have yeah. the social experience of college but i do have no debt so um but yeah. it, it was just i didn't really meet a lot of people um i i did clubs i was in the the latin community club i was in marketing mm. club but i don't know after i just kind of didn't keep in touch with them so no that's so valid because honestly like that would have been me if i stayed in florida because Flor- going to school in Florida is like kind of like extended high school because it, it it kind of blows my mind that the people I knew in high school still hang out with the same people they hang, hung out with. And like, it's very interesting to me. And I will say I'm glad it worked out for BU because I did get, I can tell you right now, I'm not paying $70,000 to attend Boston University. I'm absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. It's <laughs> true. Um, no. So I'm glad it worked out that I got scholarships and I could do that. But, you know... It, um, I don't know. It's interesting. It it is very interesting to think about social dynamics because there are some people, like to to go back to the business school for example. There are some folks who literally like, they're like, oh, I have an internship at Goldman Sachs because my dad got me the internship. You know what I mean? Yeah, connections, like they have, school, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's honestly something I I that's why I take pride in the fact that like whatever I've done in this country. I've done on my own. Right. Yeah. Like I moved here. I was 13, came into my new school system, figured it out, got to college and whatever I'm doing in college, I'm doing it because I'm doing it. My parents cannot, all they can do is support me and make sure I get a good education. And that's such a Caribbean parent thing is they'll always say they'll give you a good education and they'll grind to make sure they do that. But, you know, at the end of the day, everything I'm building, I'm building on my own, and I do on my own. And that's the difference between me and them. And that's a very big and important difference. Yeah, and it's good. It's good to be that because there's going to there's gonna be a time where, you know, you realize that, you know, you might not look like working for somebody, a me, or you just get so caught up in everything that you just need to have something that's your own. And I feel like the people that don't have that, that depend on other people for, um, you know, different things, whether it be entertainment, fun, or, or, or just people to hang around with, those are the people that are going to have a tough time moving on from college and getting a job because then their whole world is going to change. 
and they're just not gonna have any idea what to do. So being independent and learning how to do that early on is, is no, honestly, I say that so that you guys can big yourself up too. Because I think a lot of people, like, I'm assuming you're not rich. I'm assuming we're in the same social group. Yeah, 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 yeah. you would be correct. That's cool. a great assumption. Cool, cool. Good stuff. Um, I I will say that's something I, I wish that people, like, you know, at any PWI in general, any college space, anyone who's like entering a space where literally they have to fight to get into that space, I need them to recognize that they deserve to be there. And they're not there because of affirmative action and they're not there because of diversity and they're not there, you know, because of money. They're there because they did that on their own. Uh, and it's important to state that because I will say the most intellectual people I've met at BU have been first generation low income students and minority students. And I'm in the Honors College and I will say that, I will say that I have not met the smarter students at the Honors College. I met the smarter students through the Black community, mm -hmm. through the Latinx community, right. you know, through first-gen students' communities. Like, you know, it's just one of those things where I need them to recognize that they're amazing and they're doing such great things in a space that they literally have no concept of and we're all figuring out on our own. Yeah, like, you can tell you know, who, who earned the spot and who bought the spot. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I just, everybody here is smart. I'm not going to say just because you have money, you're dumb. Yeah, that's yeah, not absolutely. it either. But it, it just, I, I just don't, the imposter syndrome is so irritating because the people who have imposter syndrome, like even Michelle Obama has imposter syndrome and she's Michelle Obama. So like, you know, I need people to stop that <laughs> because they're <laughs> so great. Stop. They're literally so, so great. And they've inspired me so much. Like, that's honestly the reason why I even felt like I could do a website or a podcast. Like, the second I launched my website and my podcast, I had, like, 30 different black women in my DMs telling me I did something great. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very supportive. Uh, and that's I love a good, women. That's a women good, are so great. <laughs> that's like a launch pad for anybody. You know, just having that support right. for whatever it is you do just encourage you to keep going. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm gonna keep. I know I chat a lot, um, but this is fun. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That's what a podcast is about. <laughs> I, I love talking to new people. I just love you know, I, as much as I say you know my reasons for starting a podcast, I just love talking. Yeah. I'll I'll talk to anybody, whoever, about anything, whether it be a debate or just having a chat or mm -hmm. or learning something. I just I just like doing it. Yeah. Right. You no. Know? And. If you're ever thinking about starting a podcast, whoever's listening, you know, do you it first. Well, first, you better learn how to do it first. Oh, well, <laughs> right after the and and well, once you learn how to do it, and you're just able to talk to people, just just talk, you mm -hmm. know, and and well, actually, well, make sure it's interesting. But the, but the thing about making it interesting is that's if you want your podcast to like blow up. You know, there's so many accounts that will just post different tips on how to podcast and it's like yeah like you gotta thing, be authentic yeah like you there, i don't know if there's such thing as how to podcast it just kind of yeah it's it's um how do you say it? it's a there's a word for that there's a different or, there's a difference between how to do a podcast and how to market a podcast mm -hmm. and if you're good at podcasting yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna blow up mm -hmm. but your content is gonna be good right Whereas if you just focus on the marketing side, your content might not be that, be that good, right. but you'll get views. I think uh, the way I look at it is if you focus on 
um, one aspect, for example, qu quality over quantity. If you focus on the quality, then eventually you'll get that quantity. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's one thing eventually. I learned. It, right. Take a long time. Exactly. I, I read a book called, um, oof, what is it called? Uh, the 10, oh God, the, the 10 dysfunctions of a team or something like that. Something like that. And like, basically this company uh was kind of falling under and and they went under new not necessarily ownership but new of a new leader like a co or a cpo and the first thing the cpo said was we got to start getting our um we got to start focusing on on health in terms of uh worker um injuries and once they started focusing on that, all the other pieces started coming to place and the company started flourishing again. Obviously, that's a very, very vague way of, of telling that story. But <laughs> if you understand that, you know, you find that one thing you need to focus on. And again, all the other pieces will fall into place and then you'll you'll eventually get the mojo that that you were looking for. So yeah. I think that's that's a. Yeah, I think it's just about being authentic to yourself and trying to connect with people. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I will say, like, I, you guys have, like, a professional podcast studio. For anyone listening, I don't have a professional podcast yeah. studio. I literally the content, use Zoom the and voice memos. All right. And we, and we yeah. you know, that was, like, our first episode that we talked about that. What? That was our first episode that we talked about that. Like, whether you're in a, oh, yeah, yeah. a, a space <laughs> and, you know, you have right. different boards and the, and the mics. To or, me, it's so weird saying that because we, we have all of that. But... Right, but that's because I wanted that. I, I, right. I, I needed that. You don't need it. You don't need it. And the salon just proving it to you. No, 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 no. There are some people that do need it in order need to, what? to bring out their genuine self. You can't say that pe some people don't need it. I'm saying, all right. I, there are people I, I like salons I think, that I think will we're... feel plenty comfortable in, what is that like your dorm room? Yeah, it used to be my porch when I was home, but yeah, porch, <laughs> I dorm good room, and they're and they're able to do that. But then there are people like me that what I'm saying, what I'm saying is if you want to start a podcast, no, I will don't... say, OK, no, to actually validate Danielle's point, Danielle, Dan Dan Danielle, Danielle's point. <laughs> Sorry, that's OK. Um. Because I was going to call you David, and I was like, you're not named David. <laughs> oh, <laughs> even funnier. Oh, my God. But no, um, to validate Daniel's point, I will say, like, I miss being in a studio. Like, when I had my radio show, like, I had the mics and stuff, because BU has, like, a great radio station where I could, like, actually use... And we have a podcast studio. <sighs> but because of coronavirus, I'm not about to roll up to the podcast studio. Right. So, like, you know, and I'm not... I don't even... For our radio show we have to use zoom now too because my some of my friends like they're not on campus and yeah, like i don't even feel comfortable rolling up to the to the studio anymore and you have to you don't even have, we don't have the cool mics because of coronavirus <laughs> so it's I like think you guys are both misunderstanding mic? me i'm not saying you don't need the equipment i'm just saying but if you you're just, passionate well, you said because, oh, no, yes, not, okay, because i'm not saying that i'm not i, look, I get what if you're, you're saying but i'm just about to hit point a little bit if all right, maybe maybe I was coming off too hard. No, 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 say your point. Stop it. <laughs> no, go ahead. I so hear it. what I'm saying is, if you if you've just been thinking about a podcast and you're passionate about it, then just do it. Obviously, get all the you know uh, the necessary the equipment. necessary like get all the the other stuff out the way. By other stuff, I mean you know 
topics and name and all that out the way and just do it. And if it has to be in a dorm room, if it has to be on Zoom, just freaking do it. I don't I'm not I'm not saying I'm not yeah. saying like, oh, before I start, I need to buy this road mic. No, just like I get, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So and I wasn't trying <laughs> to and I realize now, like you, you know, literally told me <laughs> that's why I, I, that's why I said that. OK, <laughs> no, I, get, no I understand. Moment, we talked about it already. Whether whether you're in a dorm room, whether you're in a studio and and you feel like you're you're comfortable in that space and you know you have <coughs> and wow. you and you are able to podcast and and do it with other people then you should do it absolutely mm. you know but you i have mean there to... is something to be said about a studio though i will say i miss studios right. they're a lot yeah. of fun the mics are a lot of fun and i actually was thinking about getting a mic but like i'm broke right now so i'm not spending money on purpose and that's something that <laughs> i will figure out i guess <laughs> i like that yeah no i'll figure that out in january but like it's just about doing things that the way you feel comfortable doing them. So like I, for my website, for example, I paid $23 and that's a very small amount. If it was bigger than that, I don't know what I would have done, but like it was $23 to buy the theme of my website so I could actually oh. customize it in all the different ways. Because before that, it was just irritating me. Like I liked it, but it wasn't like everything I wanted. Right. So I was like, screw that. I'm going to just do, I'm going to just upgrade it. I'm going to just upgrade it because yeah, I like it way better now. Mm -hmm. And I like looking at my website. It's aesthetically pleasing and right. I appreciate that. So it's really about doing, doing it the way you feel comfortable doing it. Right, yeah. And I will say I have a big advantage right now because I don't pay for Adobe programs and I don't know how I'm going to go on not being a BU student and not paying for Adobe programs, mm -hmm. quite frankly, I might need to have Josh Loki log me into his Adobe account or something. <laughs> I mean, we're, so I we're even our it. friends, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's expensive. <laughs> it is expensive, especially because we have the whole package for $20, mm -hmm. but if we just wanted one, if because I use Audition since it's just mm -hmm. audio, but we, I've, uh, that would have been 10 bucks a month right there. So I might as well just use the student package to just get all of it just in case if we want to expand because mm -hmm. that's the thing about starting a podcast or a business. The more you want out of it, the more money you have to pump into it. And I feel like some yeah. people just have a, well, me personally, I'm, I'm not just calling out other people. Uh, just we have a hard time getting used to that because we just want oh, an investment mindset. Yeah, like that, that whole investment mindset no, I, is... I will say sometimes it's hard yeah, because like you I don't agree. have the money right then like sometimes $20 like some days I don't it hurts it hurts <laughs> yeah. to spend like it it's like it dang I don't even have this mm -hmm. but it, it's just like these are things you need like for example I spent money on my hair mm -hmm. I spent money doing my hair I got full locks and honestly, <laughs> I did it because I needed to. Yeah. I needed to do that for my mental health. I needed to get right. full locks. I'm and not even okay. on cap. I yeah. needed to do my hair. So it's just like these things will make you feel better. And like these are investments into, you know, not only your business, but it right. makes you feel good knowing right. that. Investing it's yourself. Right. Yeah. The way you want it right now, the way it's working right now. So it, it's just doing the thing to make sure like whatever you are creating, whether that's a podcast, and if you're an artist, I actually do think you should make a Patreon so you can make money and sell your art through Patreon, mm -hmm. instead of Patreon. Yeah. Um, but like, um, do it well, the way you want it to be done, um, so that you can be proud of the content you're making and be proud of you know the finished product. And that really is like, 
whatever and i know it's like really daunting because the other thing is like i was afraid to start a podcast because like so many people have a podcast and it's like who am i yeah right why is my podcast different <laughs> like right. do i care to do this because it's, it's very much an oversaturated market like mm. i would love to start a youtube channel but i don't have a good camera right now i'm not going to do that mm-hmm. but like it's so saturated like the best time to start a youtube channel would have been in 2009 but i was nine and my parents didn't want me to start a youtube right. channel because they thought someone would take my face and use it on child porn mm. <laughs> like they thought that would happen so i didn't start a youtube channel i could have been making bank if uh-huh. i had made it in 2009 to 2011 that was a sweet spot of youtube oh, just yeah. to get in while it was good <laughs> no, uh, everybody got yeah. a youtube I channel i still watch hella youtube yes yeah, I, that's my platform of choice. I find the most substance through there. Yeah, yo, me too. Like I, I can... will say, yeah, like Kingsley. Okay, Kingsley just recently started <laughs> Wait, making. Wait, you still watch him Kingsley again? Is. is he still making videos? He just started making, and I love. Wow, he's such a great example. That's crazy. He's such a great example because Kingsley like went on a hiatus from YouTube. He actually deleted all of his old videos or archived them or whatever he did. And he like will say that when he was ranting and making those videos as a seventeen-year-old. Now that he's twenty-eight. It's so different to look at them because he was just in he's such a, such yeah. a different mental place, you see, you and social media was very destructive for him. That's what I mean. And I, I appreciate that journey. Like I don't know. Yeah, you change a lot. It's about from... doing things authentic. Mm-hmm. You could change your path. Like if you start something and you don't like it, like screw that, yeah, delete yeah. it, do yeah. it again, <laughs> do it the way you want to do it. And right. Kingsley is such a great example of that. And yeah. it's so wild because I relate to him now too as a twenty year old. And it's crazy to think I was watching him when I was 11 yeah. and how we've all changed. Right. Like, I, it's O2L. Do you remember O2L? Oh, YouTube? my gosh. Yes, Kian Lolly. Oh, well, well, fuck Kian Lolly now. But uh, I, I watched. No, literally. I watched JC, uh, Kian and JC for a long time after that, too. So. No, I, yeah, that was a golden age of YouTube. Yeah, oh, man. my God. The such most a, popular girls in high school. That was a good time. Yeah, such an authentic. It was such an authentic time of YouTube because that was before, you know, this Influencers. whole, you know, YouTube and, and mm-hmm. advertisements started just flooding. Like, God, I'm, I'm almost this close to getting YouTube red just to freaking Look, skip those advertisements, I got it. Bro. And hey, there's so it's many so advertisements. Worth it. it's, it's so like, worth it. Oh man, I just miss going on YouTube, clicking five star. Like I remember there was a, a star rating on YouTube. Oh right, and yeah, that's and no back to that yeah. era of YouTube. And you know, some people Honestly, it, it came back to bite them, like Shane Dawson, because yeah. that was his genuine self, and he was a shitty human being, mm-hmm. and still is. Shane Dawson just looks like he smells bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get people who watch. Not to be rude, but like, you know, there are some people you watch. Like, Jeffree Star is a great example. I don't get people who support Jeff. The Kardashians are a great example. I don't get people who support the Kardashians. Like, I have friends. Well, not friends, but like Zero mutuals. AI. Who <laughs> who follow the Kardashian? I'm, I'm so happy they're ending. That was such a great, that was su- such yeah, that was news, a great announcement be- seeing that this, this last one is the last season. No, literally, but like honestly, there's gonna be some influencer, someone to gonna it's gonna be the cultural phenomenon. I just don't know who yet. It's gonna it's be like, the what's those sisters on TikTok? Can't remember their name. I don't know. She's like the I number, don't even follow. She's like the number one TikToker or something like that. Oh, the, Charlie, Charlie D'Amelio. I feel like I feel like oh. later down the line, really? she, she's gonna ride oh, this ew. influence oh. wave and she's gonna have her own show. She's from Connecticut, right? It yeah. just amazes <laughs> me yeah, how literally rich white girls can do the bare minimum and get 
so much credit. Yo, you know that's a, is that's a topic for that. another day, bro. It's, it's so crazy to me. Like that, I, I know I'm old because I don't even know the pop culture news as it relates to TikTok because I don't know who's kissing who. I don't know who's dating who. And I don't get how people are so wrapped up in that. But it's wild. Ugh. It's so wild. But honestly, point is you, like... Yeah, I mean, there was a, a Skincare great YouTube is great. I will say, skincare YouTube is a great <laughs> part of YouTube. Ugh. It's so relaxing. It's like almost ASMR. I love skincare YouTube. <laughs> I love skincare YouTube. I love like watching people react to people's makeup routines. I love watching people react to different people's skincare routines. Like it's just something about it. It's just so nice. Yeah, I, I used know. to watch thrifting channels a lot. Oh, there was just something. About, there was something about the aesthetic of thrifting videos, and yeah. and it was because of my ex that that I I watched them because yeah. I watched them with her mm-hmm. and. After we broke up, I still were watching them. Just yeah. that's so fair. It was like it was that like well, so it was not only like you know fashion tips, but it was just the aesthetic of the videos. It was mm-hmm. very comfortable, warm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that era of YouTube. I miss it. I can't believe I used to watch BuzzFeed all the time. Really? Now uh, I don't watch BuzzFeed <laughs> at all. Yeah. I used to watch BuzzFeed and like better like videos a lot. And yeah, they used to make like oh. they used to have really good series. Yeah, what, what I was also really into dance YouTube. Still, I'm really into dance yeah, YouTube. I had an ex girlfriend that danced, so I was in that. I was in that fra- phase for. How many exes you got? Um, two. <laughs> one was really into makeup Dude, and thrifting. The other one was really into makeup and dance. So makeup has always kind of been in in my interesting. space. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. That's Zian, um, so yeah, did you want to? I kind of cut you off. Did you want to say something? I think I forgot. Sorry. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can't. I realize I can't hear all the time when you start to talk. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe because I'm looking at you that I know your lips are moving, <laughs> but I don't see your voice. lips moving. Yeah, so it's hard to tell sometimes. Sometimes okay, I make sorry. it deep on purpose. No, you don't. No. <laughs> but oh it sounds God, like stop I do. being weird. <laughs> it, wow, that was weird. <laughs> Throw back to when I said you guys could have been sex traffickers. Wow. Yeah. Just put it out there. You can cut that out if you want. No, that's all right. We leave everything. Well, we I used to cut things out and then I just kinda got lazy. <laughs> unless unless like No, people... you have to cut things out. This episode's gonna be an hour and well, a half. Well yeah, well yeah, now man. Oh, an yeah, hour and a half. That's yeah, especially nothing. especially now I, like I cut things out. Or people or if Zian like says something and he's like cut that out, please. <laughs> and you still don't even cut it out. Usually I well if it's funny, then Yeah. No. Sure. But you know, if it's something that like you really don't Wanna, wanna Do you think there. it's easier to edit on Audition versus Premiere? Because I use Premiere. As someone that's never uh, edited on Premiere, I would have no idea. But it is really easy editing on Audition. I'll say yeah, that. like I did. That's it. so interesting because I think the opposite. I opened Audition and I got so confused. Oh the, yeah. Oh, so the layout. The, you know what? It, the introduction to Audition, the whole like it looks very, it looks very <laughs> complicated. But I assure you. When you're dealing with a podcast, there's only like five things you need to really worry yeah. about. Yeah, like he does all the editing for the podcast, and I I edited it once. I mean, not fully edited, but it was just really easy, just cut and paste, not paste, but yeah, yeah. enhance some sound, put a cap on on the volume. Oh, yeah, that sure much I don't know, but to the you know make sure it doesn't blast That's out. That's so interesting. I should actually use Audition more, but Premiere is just easy with the razor tool. Yeah, well, so Audition has a razor tool and- too. I do, I do use the razor tool a lot. 
<laughs> I used to use it a hell of a lot. But as we've got better at podcasting, I've had to use it less, thankfully. So mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely been useful, you know, just kind of Yeah, dry. my biggest challenge is my podcast episodes being long. And I know people just want like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, and so, I'm trying well, to do that, but I'm not good at it. Well, well, the thing about podcasting now is that like you can have as long as as long as you want, because the people that want to listen to your podcast will listen to it for as long as they want. But if you're going to put like podcasts on, let's say, YouTube or like a platform like that, then you have to post clips, too. And that's where things get a little more productive and you have to put more effort into chopping things up and making things coherent because you people go to youtube they they like bite-sized stuff or twitter mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. but you know putting i think this this has definitely been the longest episode we've done and you know a I'm, while, yeah and, and i've had and i have friends that come up to me and they're like oh yeah this is a podcast i i got through halfway of it and i'm gonna listen to the next half tomorrow it, it's an endeavor yeah for sure <laughs> it's definitely not like making music mm-hmm. which that was at one point what i wanted to do for my career but I don't really like Oh, you're not good at music? Well, well, I like I just play drums and as the music industry is growing, drums is just not a thing. It's not going to be a thing anymore. You know, rock is What do you mean? Well, the thing like rock is dying. Bands are not getting cuz everything's like auto- Yeah, but everybody oh, need a no, everybody need a good little beat. Yeah, that's true, but you can just make it the, the you can just put it on a beat pad, you know. Like I play like actual okay, drums, and you know, with with big pop groups, like yeah, like I say bands, but I'm talking like guitar, bass, piano, whatever. Those are are are, are slowly dying, and the only thing that's really keeping them afloat is touring, um, and that's why you're seeing a lot of bands fall out now because they can't tour because of COVID. So it's like mm. oh, we don't really have a lot to offer anymore and then you have the bts's and and all these other pop artists and hip-hop artists Mm -hmm. that you know they have everything right there in the studio they don't need anybody else to come and they can be super independent and and put out music whenever they want so and and i know someone personally that that's been in a band for seven years and as as much as i love him you know it's it's very hard to be in a band nowadays so i just i was like what else can i do and you know, thinking about that kind of stuff. That's fair. No, I will say like, I forgot to say this, but like, um, one of the reasons why I did start a podcast is I remember my friend, Bejana actually shared a podcast from like these guys at BU. I don't really know them, but like, it was called the Bucket Podcast. I remember I listened to the first few of their episodes and it was so entertaining. And I was like, this is just fun because like, they're just buddies talking. Kind of like y'all, like your their, your podcast reminds me of their podcast. Yeah, and pretty I, much. It's all it's yeah. No, there, there's a lot yeah. of podcasts out there like us. <laughs> yeah. But but my my thing has always been we're not them. Right. Like, exactly. We might be no, doing the same No, I know, but it's, I'm saying it was entertaining, and I was like, this sounds fun. Like they sound like they're having fun, similar to you. As they, sound, I think when you watch content made by people who you know are making it because they like making it, it's such a different experience mm, versus absolutely. like people who make content because like they're following a trend or something mm-hmm. or like right. they're trying to like be like someone else mm-hmm. I, I so i think the bucket podcast i actually really liked listening to it and i was like oh this is fun this is cute like they're talking about pop culture like they're doing their thing and i 
I have no idea how they recorded it. I, pro- I should probably ask them if they had like mics and stuff because I feel like they just did a whole dorm room setup thing and that was that. But oh, that's like, dope. it was podcasts like like just seeing my friends and seeing people just start their YouTube channels and do their things has been very interesting. Because then I was like, you know what? I'll just try it and see what happens. But yeah, no, I honestly I wanted to be a doctor at one point in my life to go back to how your dream thing at least you were good at what you were doing I hated science so I, I'm <laughs> well, happy that's, I figured that out that's a completely out. different beast you know you have to know so much and 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 get down no, and you have to be passionate stuff. about it and I always was passionate about writing law and politics I don't know why I didn't fathom that I could do something in writing law and politics <laughs> as a kid but I'm happy I figured that out but yeah it's just interesting to see how as you get older the things you want changes I think it's just a nice reminder to know, like, to go back to what we were saying, if you start something, like Kingsley, for example, you could always not do it anymore. You could change. You could change your mind and do something different. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, no one should ever feel forced to do something just because they've been doing it for a long time. Like, I've been playing drums for 13 years now, and mm-hmm. I, I, I do it for recreation, and that's it. Like, I do it for myself to keep myself fit, <laughs> it's like my cardio pretty much you know people go off for runs i play drums <laughs> so i just do it for myself That's so fair. And, and then i do honestly i think drummers are really hot i will say if you have to ask me which person in the band i think is my favorite it's drummers I that's, will say that's that. usually no the yeah that's because <laughs> i mean i get to that is a stereotype but... but it doesn't matter because like david you're like okay i mean you have no, david <laughs> hey david not... oh my god daniel i'm not ah! cutting that out <laughs> oh I dead thought you did I that on purpose. I don't know why I think your name is David. Bro, I don't know oh, why I other people think your... my name is David either. You look like a David. It's because, I don't know why. I saw your name and I thought it said Dave likes to talk, not Dan likes to oh, talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, my email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I have what? my drumming videos on Instagram. There was a, there was one point, it was like two years ago where I was just kept, I grinded just posting drum videos on Instagram. Yeah, bro. And then I, they were fired. and then I moved. And I, I moved into a new spot and then school started and I just kind of yeah. stopped. So, oh, well, it that's, was fun while it no, lasted. No, that's so valid. Like school, honestly, people, I just love seeing the post-grad glow up. Like people, they leave college and their lives are so much better. Like they're exercising, they eat their vegetables, like they <laughs> sleep. It's so interesting. Because yeah. in college, you're like a shell of yourself. Always just like trying to submit homework, do homework, just all this stuff. And then on top of that, you have to try to have a social life and, and try to do things. Mm-hmm. And work. Yeah, no, it's a lot. Like I am so excited to at least graduate and regardless of what I'm doing, I just have to work. That's yeah. it. I don't have the homework. I don't have to read a book if I don't want to read it. Like, I just have work. <laughs> like yeah. that, revolutionary, <laughs> revolutionary. Yeah, I think I have to chalk that up to as to why this year has been such a, a year of growth because this is the first year and since I was four years old that I didn't have to think about school. So yeah, I, you just School put your is... mind to other things and, and think about what you want to do. It's so weird. Cause you go it to... takes such an effort to do that in school. It really, really does. People don't realize it. Especially school nowadays. Like Honestly, I think school in our parents' time must have been cake. Oh, my gosh. I don't know I don't, what they do I have do no idea what day. that experience is like. Oh, you know, that's a that's question for, for Dr. Becky oh, for yeah. sure. 
What? Okay, Dr. Becky, what are episodes you have coming up? Who's Dr. Becky? What are y'all going to talk about? So she's our she's going to be our, our next guest that we interview. And we we all worked at the same summer camp. Yeah. She was like mm. the camp nurse, but she was like super professional. Like you could tell she she has all her shit together. Yeah, like she's the best nurse that camp it will will ever see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause there there will be no other nurse like her. And she just hit me up one day and just like, hey, I want to be on your podcast. And I was like, have a doctor on the podcast? Oh, of course. Like, right? like can't say no to that. Can't say no to that. <laughs> So she's gonna be our next guest, but you know, it's it's. What gonna, are some other episodes you have coming up? What can the people expect? This um, theater. Yeah, also. we got someone that a black woman in the theater business. So we're gonna talk about her experiences being, mm. you know, how, how it is being a black woman. Wow. Yeah. Doing, it's a lot. Yeah, I'm sure it <laughs> she is. Was, and yeah. like the behind the scenes, maybe the business aspects. So that that one I'm really looking forward to. That's going to be really fun. Yeah. We were in a play together. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, my freshman year. She was like my first on stage kiss because I did theater pretty much from middle school to senior year high school. And, that makes sense. And she was like, it was like freshman year. And I was like, I have to kiss her. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like this is this is high school theater now. Yeah, yeah, it's like no yeah. middle school theater. So. Does she know that I'm also like I don't know will be here, <laughs> bro? Don't tell her. Please let it be a surprise when she walks in that door. She sees me. Oh, okay. That'd be so funny because yeah. I know I love Maite. I, I know her so well because yeah. of theater, and she was she followed Mandala for a little bit nice. while I was in it. She so. seems very supportive. So. Yeah, she, yeah, that's gonna be fun. awesome. But uh, other than that, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out as it goes. Maybe you'll be a, you know, reoccurring, uh, right? Guest. A reoccurring guest. <laughs> the check. Well, for why? Just kidding. I would like, <laughs> yeah, if you want to, yeah, it'll be fun. I. We still gotta like talk about toxic masculinity. Oh yeah, I'm actually doing a podcast episode unpacking masculinity. Oh, that's crazy. Cause you did. <laughs> 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 nah, I don't care. <laughs> what, I care. I mean, like, no. Nah, okay. It, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It could always be a crossover episode. It doesn't have to be like a, you know. Sure. Well, sure. What? Well, sure. Hello. <laughs> I had that idea even before I met you. I know. Um, I know. That's definitely your idea. So <laughs> you you run with it. In my correct. It's I would like the record to show it's my <laughs> idea. All right. <laughs> but um. You got it. No, there's definitely so many things we can unpack with masculinity. Quite frankly, like just look at Meg the Stallion and Tory Lane. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Bro, Don't even I, get me started on Tory Lane so, right now, bro. Like when people say men ain't oh. shit, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's like, I can't defend them. It's <laughs> like people still support that man. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Like females too. You know what? I hate it because I hate wrapping my head around these things because I'm like trying to make sense of how could you possibly have such a mindset like Tory Lanez yeah but Chris Brown and, still has a career and also oh what do you think about all right hold on let's let's oh, end the episode well, let's end the episode because this this could go oh, on no. this could go on <laughs> all night bro this, uh, yeah honestly. so hey same thing with Chris Brown fuck Chris Brown <laughs> anyways well, I will say, honestly okay before we do that I will say I need I need everyone to realize that most rap they support even like i like roddy rich a lot mm-hmm. he has like allegations of domestic abuse mm-hmm. with his partner like because you know heterosexual relationships and especially to be a black man like you just have to be dominating people in a, a sexual way in mm-hmm. a physical way and especially black women 
it just comes out in very abusive, controlling sort of situations. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me of like Kodak Black. I think he's shitty anyways, but um, Kodak Black. Yeah. Um, most rappers, any rapper you could really point to probably is a bigot and probably mm-hmm. is a misogynist. Mm-hmm. And a lot of black men, even in my life, I could point to are misogynists mm-hmm. and they don't realize it. Yeah. Um, so it's just very interesting to see how that works. And like the fact that, you know, people don't care about black women the only people who care about black women are other black women. And then you have men like Josh who are like amazing people. <laughs> but like for the most part, like, you know, people do not like Brianna Taylor is a perfect example. Sandra Bland is right. a perfect example. Yo, Every other police. black woman who has been killed by the police whose name we don't know and don't say. Right. Um, just to see how masculinity has taken over the Black Lives Matter movement, even though black trans women are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like people don't care about black women so i don't understand i actually did it i tweeted this thing from my website twitter because i was actually asking the same question i'm curious to see if tory lanes actually will have a hit to his career or if he'll come back because like for the most part any other man who's done the same thing he's done is still still fine right still has a career yeah and that's the thing is meg the stallion and black women okay i will stop talking after this i promise but black (laughs) women support black men even when they don't support us and i'll explain meg the stallion did not tell the cops what happened when tori lane shot her because they're black folk in the car and she didn't want them to get shot by the police right. yeah Meg, she didn't yeah. want him to get she shot by the police IG live and said that right. which is like and then even before that she has it sorry to cut you off but even before that she's talked about how with her ex-boyfriend they were having a fight an altercation and he hit her and she didn't tell the police anything Meanwhile, this motherfucker went to the police and was like, oh, yeah, she hit me. She got physical with me and she ended up in jail, even though she's over here trying to protect this man to make sure he doesn't end up in jail. He d- there's no loyalty. Where's yeah. the loyalty? It's not there. Yeah. And I, even What's in my that? last episode about sexual assault, I was talking about Greek life. And yes, we know white Greek life is so prominent in this. But I was thinking about the fact that I know so many things through hearsay about certain D9 chapters in the Boston area area who you know they're gross towards women and i never i I find it so interesting that black women don't come out about sexual assault especially if it's done by like black men um and black men like that like denying people who you know automatically get respect because they're in these organizations um and the history of these organizations especially as early as african-american history um it's interesting that black women feel that they won't feel listened to even by other black women sometimes and you know that these black men will get protected anyways or they want to protect them and their reputation yeah, it's very it's, interesting how that works yeah I, I i can never get in that mindset i'm i'm never for risking myself for you know it, well when something bad has happened in general mm-hmm. like i will always try to protect the other person but if it's if it's a clear-cut case you know i i i can't see myself trying to defend that person and bless Meg the stallion's heart yeah for sure for for like she was in that situation and she still had the like mindset of protecting the person that hurt her so definitely definitely like and also herself because she didn't want to get shot by the police either but right, it's like that as well it's the, the and the other layer to this is the fact that she got shot and nobody cared she got shot yeah right yeah look like I man, because like, black women are supposed to be so strong. Mm-hmm. Like I tweeted this thing, and basically it was that they don't like black women are so women, strong that like when we get shot, people don't even think that we could feel pain. Right. 
Like they don't even like we could be bulletproof essentially. And it, it's interesting that nobody like could you imagine if Kim Kardashian got shot? Bro. Or her, Taylor Swift got shot. Her yeah. necklace got snatched and like the whole world cried. Like it was all over the news, like everyone. Exactly. Was, was, there was no and there was nothing like that for Megan Stallion. And we also right. have to admit there's colorism here too, because she was a darker skinned woman. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean there's, Maybe there's if Sweetie got shot, people would be concerned. Maybe or mulatto or something. About, think about even like Think about how Meg The Stallion carries herself. Yeah. People don't like that. I don't get how people that's don't like is Well, that's because when you're is. a woman who like is sexually liberated, men don't like anything that's sexual that's not for their consumption or treats them in a way that they treat women. Right. That just is what it is. That's so crazy. I would, yo. And I think that's I why. For okay. her to dominate me. And like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, but, I mean, but you know, same. But, there, but there's people out there that just like, oh. They're, they're threatened by just like the aura that women give off. I'm just like, yo, bro. Yeah, like, today, like for example, today, I heard a, a story with, you know, friends of my friend. And uh, a guy called his girlfriend hot. And he was like, he got mad at the girl. Like, what? That well, blows like, my mind. Ah, uh, okay, you know we gotta stop talking about <laughs> that for real. For real. Before we before we steal your next topic for your podcast, because we can go on and toxic masculinity all day. But yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah. Thank um, you for being on. It was a pleasure, and we look forward to uh, you know your future appearances again. Okay. Yeah. Where where can the people find Solange? Yeah. Yo, where make can sure people you find Solange? Um, you can follow Beauty Brains and Baggage on Instagram. It's just Beauty Brains and Baggage. You can follow Tips from Your Good Sis on Instagram. That's a great follow. name. I don't know why. It just rolls off the tongue. Tips from Your Good Sis. Right. Yeah. Thank I know. You. I wish I've, you. I would. You should be a professional titler. <laughs> there's a, there's no. You, with how long it took me to come up with my names, girl. Bye. No. <laughs> that's uh, that's consultant right there. It's so hard to come up with a name. It really is. Yeah. Sis. Both those names are freaking great, and they're like just so unique. So. Uh, Thank you. For, I appreciate you that. that. Yeah. So it's right. so funny when I came up with tips from your good sis, my friend who's Trinidadian, he was like, oh, you should like make sure people know you're a black woman so you can use that name. And I was like, friend, <laughs> in this country, nobody's ever thought of me anything as anything besides black. So right. it's so interesting to see how race is so different home mm -hmm. versus here. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I. Yeah. So you can follow me there. And then also on Twitter from your good sis on Twitter because mm. there's a character limit lol okay. <laughs> um, and you can follow me both of my names are Solange Hackshaw Solange Hackshaw hello Easy. on Instagram and Twitter mm. I wish I could just I, I do I don't know what it is about emails social media accounts I can't it just can't be my name I don't know because your, your name, name is Daniel common. Daniel yeah. Rivera <laughs> like it's I think it's because it's just so, it's a common, a common name. name it's a very common well, name well look at there's a video game or like a anime called Xeon something so like <laughs> when I try to put my name for username it's already taken I'm just like oh gotcha. how like there's still no like that's the only reason I keep my name is like what it would be so fire if one day I actually was like a famous person and I, I could get like a blue check and it's my name that's yeah. the only reason I keep it Right. Oh, that's gotcha. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, know they let you change it first, dream. right? I like that. That's big dreaming. <laughs> yeah, looking. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I honestly just want to be financially stable and be able to like go to the Maldives when I want to and like have a vineyard. Yes. All right, we're done. 
Don't let go, Festify. <laughs> no, nah, because I... All right. All right, well, we're just going to let it go here. End so. your podcast. Say bye. All right, Say so bye. thank you guys for listening. Follow, subscribe, chopping it down. Uh, Dan likes to talk on Instagram. David likes to talk. Dan's Chop Shop David, on like, Twitter. David likes to talk on Instagram. <laughs> David likes to talk. Uh, King Life Studio on IG. Hey, that's your boy. What's your non-anime channel called on Twitter? Well, King Life. King underscore life. King Two underscore E's. life. Two E's. So yes, sir. follow us there if you want to know more about us. Thank you, Solange, for being on. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see y'all later. Yes. Can I end with a bar? <laughs>